Funnels are like babies. So when a baby cries, there's generally only five reasons. They're tired, they're gassy, they need to be changed, they're hungry, or they just need some cuddling. And funnels is the exact same way. There's five things that make up a seven-figure funnel. And if you take a look at most funnels that are not doing well, they're not optimized in the following. Uh, likable authority. You have your wow factor. You have messaging. You have scarcity. You have social proof. We stand today. The Business Method. The business with method. a shadow. The Business Method. The Business Method Podcast. The Business Method Podcast featuring Chris Reynolds. Entrepreneurs, systems, methods, tools, and tactics. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I'm your host, Chris Reynolds, and welcome to the Business Method Podcast, a podcast featuring high-performing entrepreneurs and high-caliber people dissecting their different methods, tools, and strategies so we can apply them to our businesses and lives. On our first series, we interviewed 100 entrepreneurs that had built businesses creating $100,000 or more annually. On our second series, we interviewed 100 entrepreneurs that have built seven-figure businesses that can be ran anywhere in the world. And currently, we are interviewing 100 major influencers to get behind the minds and the science of using influence to grow business, affect income, results, economies, and cultures, especially post-COVID. Since we moved into a post-pandemic world, the landscape has changed drastically for most business owners. We're finding out what is working for the entrepreneurs out there that have positioned themselves well to make sure their businesses thrive, succeed, and continue to experience growth in this current economy. And now... Let's hop into today's show. The Business Method. Funnels, 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 funnels. That is the buzzword these days. There is so many people out there in the world talking about funnels. If you put hashtag funnels on your Instagram or Facebook or social media, all these gurus come up and a lot of people talking about the funnel world. Today, you guys, I'm excited to welcome a guest that really is a master of funnels. And his whole niche, his whole identity is built around helping people build seven-figure funnels. And he has had and helped multiple people build seven-figure million-dollar funnels, million-dollar-per-year funnels. You guys, he's one of the masters that's out there. He takes us through multiple different steps of what people are missing in their funnels and how they can put those in their funnels. And you guys, uh, I've seen so many funnels. I've interviewed, you know, 300 and some odd people on this show. I've seen so many people with uh, great funnels, so many people with no funnels, so many people with sloppy funnels. And um, when you see somebody that has a great funnel, their business runs really smooth. And Akbar also talks about his why the competition is irrelevant and how you can create a business with zero ad spend because your funnel and your systems are so great. Our guest today, his name is Akbar Sheik. He is the seven-figure funnel man. And if you like funnels in business, I think you're really going to enjoy this episode. Entrepreneurs, systems, methods, tools, and tactics. Listeners, you guys, welcome to the show. I am so excited to welcome Akbar Sheik to the show. 
Akbar has actually gone from homeless to helping create several seven-figure funnels, and that's what he specializes in. He also specializes in the psychology of sales and has helped entrepreneurs scale businesses from all around the world. He's an award-winning funnel coach, so not only does he specialize in funnels, he's won awards for his funnels and uh, a number one best-selling author of a book titled Seven Figure Funnels. He's an international keynote and TEDx speaker. He's helped hundreds of people scale their businesses, including many six and seven figures using proven methodology. Akbar went from living in an electrical closet and 50 pounds overweight with a crippling uh, anxiety order and no passion to rising to the top 1% earners in 12 months, and he's been awarded one of the top 30 social entrepreneurs Akbar, welcome to the show, man. How are you? Good, man. Thank you. That's um, uh, embarrassing. <laughs> as long as it's true, it's not, man. That's true. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess. I got to have my assistant rewrite that. That's, it's, it's, I, I, I get shy of listening to it. It's interesting. I get, it's been a wild ride. It's been a wild ride. It's, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been nuts. It's been, it's been nuts. Well, um, you know, actually, I just watched, I was watching a video of you with another young lady. I forget who the, the woman was. Catherine? No, it wasn't Catherine, but you were talking about how people don't um, tell their attributes so often. Like if you went to Harvard, people, you know, aren't like, right. and yeah. uh, that kind of came up for you just now, right? Like I shared everything, you know, it was truth. And you're like, ah, oh, that's embarrassing. But that happens. It's yeah, natural for us, right? <laughs> you're like, ah, oh, stop. Yeah. Okay, keep going. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Is that I just, I just gave like, a pretty crazy training last night and I was talking about like, you know, a lot of the funnels I go to or most of the funnels I go to and, and you reach the, uh, one of the ethical, what I call the ethical principles of persuasion that a seven figure funnel needs. And that's, um, likable authority. And that's the part where, you know, it's like the part you just read. Right. And I read a lot of these and they're, they're, they're so dry and they're, overly modest now i think in real life you, everyone should be very humble and modest uh here's the problem when someone's looking to buy from you it's a lot like you know it's a lot like you meet your significant other's parents for the first time like let's just say you want to marry a girl or uh, this is hard to use vice versa but you know you want to marry a girl you want to go to her parents and for the first you meet your parents their parents for the first time you know you're not going to be like Hey, I think I'm going to be an okay husband, you know, or I'm going to be an okay wife and, or, Hey, I think I might smile once in a while, you know what I mean? So it's like you, that's really what it is. And that's where people got to look at it is that here's the bottom line without going on a rant situations that you have, you're gifted in something, you're awesome in something. You can really help transport someone from where they are now to where they want to be, whether they're, you know, you're taking them from skinny to fit, um, uh, stuck to successful, no leads to plenty of leads, single, ready to mingle. You know, you're, you're, you're doing some sort of transportation as an entrepreneur, as a, as a coach. Your competition uh, is not that great. Generally speaking, they're, they're not that good. So if you're not selling to someone, uh, that someone has a problem, they're going to be buying from someone because they need to solve that problem. So if they're not buying from you, they're buying from your competition. And more than likely, uh, they're not getting a great result with your competition. And you know that you can get uh, a better result for them. But the reason they're not buying from you, one of the reasons they're not buying from you is because you never really gave much of a reason to. When, when they gave you a shot and they read about you, you're just like, hey, yeah, I went to school and I got a wife and I'm happy with my little kid. And anyway, we really like gardening and going for a walk. Uh, yeah, 
You see, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't do anything. You have, you have to, first of all, if you're modest, you know, by nature, that's great. You know, you're blessed, you're lucky. Uh, and that's great. But in this particular instance on your funnel, you have to, it is your molecular, it is your responsibility to, uh, really highlight yourself as to why someone should, should work with you. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you a quick story. I went to, um, uh, I was at a talk and, uh, I was giving a talk and it was a long flight to, to go to give this talk. And I got off the plane and I'm not the, I'm not the world's most social guy, to be honest with you. Um, we grew up with like a lot of cousins and family members. So we kind of have like a tight knit circle of like, of like my family and friends. And like outside of that, I'm not super social to be honest with you. But anyway, I went to go do a talk and I got off the airplane and they had uh, provided us like this cab. And in that cab was a couple other people going to that event. And one of them was a um, very nice guy. And he was trying to speak. And honestly, I was so beat. It was an international flight. I, didn't, I really didn't want to talk. I was pretty uninterested. I was kind of like, hey, hi, hi, hi. Kind of trying to look at my phone, right? And later, I find out that one of the guys who was trying to talk to me, he was this big, or rather, she was this big, super successful businesswoman who helped companies generate billions of dollars. And when I found that out, I was like, oh, I was on her like white on rice. You see what I'm saying? Before I was too tired to say hi. But then when I knew about her, I wouldn't leave her alone. You see, does that make me a jerk? No, that's totally, it, it's, it's human nature. And that's the point is you need to let people know. I, I, I'll give you another example. Um, and this is unfortunate, but this is just how the human mind works. There's this guy who's known me for years and he knew I was uh, in marketing. He knew that. And he's got a business and he's a consultant. It wasn't until he saw me driving a nice car. It, in other words, the, the, as soon as he saw me driving a nice car, he then started asking me questions about marketing. He knew for years that I was into it, but that nice car, that means allegedly, yeah, allegedly that means, oh, he must know what he's doing. So you have to put that out. I'm not saying go online and like, you know, sit next to a fancy car and, and fan dollar bills at you. I'm saying you got to tell people why you're worth listening to. You just have to. So, so there's this idea out there in the world is like, should it matter? Um, you know, if you're talking to one individual or another individual, shouldn't, you know, shouldn't we treat them the same or shouldn't we treat them with the same, you know, energy or respect or attentive ears. But a lot of times that does, it's human nature. Like you said, that does change. And you find out, well, somebody may be able to collaborate with you in some way and you become generally more interested. How, how, how would you recommend managing that? You know, the thing is, it's an idealistic thing, right? That, oh, everyone's going to give everyone a chance and everyone's going to give everybody, you know, the benefit of the doubt. And I mean, it's just, it, unfortunately, the world just doesn't work like that. And, and the reality is that people uh, are magnetized towards, in other words, like, I'm not going to go, <laughs> I actually just try to hire this personal trainer. Guy came over, we were supposed to do a couple of trial lessons together. Dude was fat. The guy was fat. I'm like, how the hell are you going to train me, bro? You're fat. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I'm, I'm fat. I'm, I'm like you. I'm, you're like me. I'm trying, I'm trying to change. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, <laughs> I'm not hiring you. Do you see what I'm saying? So you have to, uh, I mean, you, you just have no choice. You have to put it out there. Or by the way, if you really don't want to, then just 
what's even better to be honest with you is highlighting your student's success. You know, is that, okay, well, well, this guy must know what he's talking about. He's got, he's got all these case studies, you know, you could leverage that, which, which I think is actually way better personally. Well, uh, let's talk case studies. You've helped quite a few people grow their funnels, six, seven figures. And, and do you have a couple of case studies that really stand out to you that, that you can share? You know, it's interesting, man. Like we teach fundamentals of business, right? I mean, that's why all our case studies are pretty um, eclectic. We've got some guys in real estate. We've got some guys in coaching. We've got some guys in e-com. We've got people in all different industries. Why? Because what we teach is classical, uh, timeless uh, fundamentals, ethical principles of persuasion. Um, you know, it's interesting, man. People are terrible at, you know, social proof is so important. People are honestly terrible at collecting it. Bro, if someone even smiles in my direction, I'll ask them for a testimony. I'd be like, hey, why are you smiling? Hey, did I say something you like? Well, can I just capture that on film? Like you have to kind of be, and people are kind of shy about it. You have to be a little, you got to understand like the concept of reciprocity. Like if I give some benefit to someone, okay, what ends up happening scientifically is that they actually end up getting discombobulated. If I gift someone some cool knowledge, they actually become discombobulated. I'll give you, it's so funny, dude. Even I fanboyed out. I, I saw Frank Kern recently. And it was the world's most embarrassing thing I've said in my life. Um, he just gave some value. I mean, he's given so much value over the years, right? And when I saw him, he was holding his bag. He was on his way to the airport. I was like, uh, and I, so I can't even admit that. I can't even believe I'm about to admit this. It was so funny. I was like, hey, hey, Frank, can I, can I carry your bag for you? <laughs> can I carry your bag for you? And it, it was just like such a girly like you know i just saw justin bieber sort of thing it was just really awkward but why did i do that it was so natural it's just because like i i, I, I and i literally felt like that like discombobulated i'm just like the only way to alleviate why did that happen why did i say hey can i carry your bags what which is a very odd thing to say he was actually kind of freaked out because like, we don't you know we don't know each other um and uh to think about why that happened uh it was so natural for me you see, when, when someone gets a lot of value, they get discombobulated. They feel actually feel uncomfortable. And the only way to alleviate that and to get back to normalcy is to actually give back, is actually to reciprocate. That's why I wanted to hold this bag. I, wanted to, I was like, oh, what, what can I do for you? And that's why, if you notice, when anytime anyone ever does anything nice for you, you're always like, hey, uh, hey, what can I do for you? Just a natural knee-jerk reaction. So people that take advantage of that, you know, if you're getting people results, if you're getting people value, they, let me tell you something, they want to give you something. Even though they've already paid you or whatever, they want to give you more. They want to give you, they're more than happy to give you a testimony. So you got to stop being shy about that. Most people don't have near, dude, we have folders full of testimonies. And it's because we're pretty, we're not shy about asking about it. Uh, most people are, they're, they're, most people are not collecting anywhere near enough. Most people only have a couple. Uh, which is a real shame. And I think you're hurting your, your, your business. Yeah, I would agree. And, and I've experienced that as well. I've had a friend come to one of our live events twice. And the second time he was like, Hey man, you want a testimonial? And I was like, I got one from you last year. Why would I need yeah. another? And then I thought to myself, 
what the hell is that? Like, yes, I want to test them. Hell yeah, I want to test. I'll take you know? two. Give me two. Give me one. And give me one. If you speak a different language, I'll, t- I'll take one. We, we did. We did a thirty-minute podcast. <laughs> I was like, let's make it into a right. podcast <laughs> testimonial. So, so, so let's talk funnels, man. Like, um, you know, funnels is a bu- buzzword these days. Uh, I, I like the fact that you uh, niche down so specialized into the seven figure funnel master, uh, because nobody questions what you're doing or what you're up to. It's very clear and very direct. Like that's really awesome. So let's, let me ask, start off by asking this, what would you say the difference is Akbar between a five figure funnel, six figure funnel and a seven figure funnel? Bro, you know what it is? It goes back. It, you know, my answer is very unsexy, but it's true. It, it, have you ever seen Chef Gordon Ramsay? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. He's got these shows, Hell Kitchen, right? And he's got these shows like he goes to failing restaurants and he tries to uh, revitalize them. And every single episode is the exact same, bro. And even on Shark Tank, if you look, there's, there's many, many similarities. Here's why the restaurant's failing. The food's no good. The, uh, the, uh, the staff is rude. The decor is weak. The menu's too big. Uh, the kitchen's filthy. The same five things pretty much in every single episode. It's the exact same thing with funnels. All funnels, in my experience, uh, that are failing or not doing as well as they could be doing, uh, I, we've identified something called EPOP, Ethical Principles of Persuasion, five ethical principles of persuasion. Um, I, I, I shouldn't say we identified. I mean, this concept has been around forever. But there's five things that I feel that make up a seven-figure funnel. And if you take a look at most funnels that are not doing well, they're not optimized in the following. Uh, likeable authority, like we discussed. Uh, messaging, social proof, like we discussed. Scarcity and their copy messaging. And so most funnels are terrible in all five of those sectors. Their messaging is weak. There is no scarcity. Most people have no scarcity. Their social proof is, is really weak. Hey, I like Chris. Or working with Chris was okay. You know what I mean? It's like the super weak testimonies. Or they're so small you need a magnifying glass to see it. Uh, their messaging is not speaking to anyone. There is no wow factor. Uh, you know, so most funnels are, or websites are pretty terrible. Yeah, that's true. And so would you say, so the, essentially what you're saying is just there's, there's the difference would be that they're missing one of those five steps, right? Oh, absolutely. The, the, absolutely. The, um, can you go uh, over those five steps again for us? So you have likable authority, you have your wow factor, you have messaging, you have scarcity, you have social proof. And, um, so likable authority, we talked about that. And then, um, wow factor, like yeah. what, what are a lot of people missing, missing in that aspect? Or what are things that you, you tell your clients, like you need this? All the funnels, they're really just boring. Right. In the sense that I'll give you an example. It's like, I was working with a client today and he helps offline businesses, uh, find success online. So it was just like very blase. And I'm like, dude, why don't we Google something like how much money do online stores make every year? Right? So for example, I don't know what, let's just say it's a trillion dollars, right? Why not say, Hey, in 2019, uh, online retailers like yourself made uh, over a trillion dollars, you know, how much of that did you make? And that's just kind of like a, wow, you know, like something to make you think, be like, uh, like I, usually it's in the form of some interesting statistic, you know, I'll give you another example. 
uh, wow factor, right? And this goes, and this goes, and, and by the way, wow factor can also be, it can also be classified as reciprocity. So in other words, it's giving them some sort of value that they didn't know before. They should learn something by going to your thing, something interesting. So for example, we're talking about funnels. Now the parable I give is that funnels are like babies. Uh, I'll tell you something. When a baby cries, there's generally only five reasons. They're tired, they're gassy, they need to be changed, they're hungry, or they just need some cuddling. That's generally it. Do one of these things or, or multiple of these things, your child will stop crying. Absolutely. And that's what it is. There's no mystery about it. Funnels is the exact same way. You only got these five things. We're very lucky. It's not like some big complicated car engine or you know, jet fueled engine or whatever. It's very simplistic. It's only five things we need to. So you see what we did there. We had a parable with the babies. We made it interesting. You know, instead of me being like, now there's, there's uh, five things that a funnel needs and it's reciprocity and it's uh, likable for, you know what I mean? It's like, that's what most people are doing, right? It's just boring. And I think if you add some story, you add some reciprocity, uh, you add some story, you add some parables to it. You know, I, I like doing a lot of that where you um, take a boring topic and you relate it to something interesting. Uh, that, th our whole training we just did last night was, 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 was really all about that. Very cool. So, okay, we go to authority, number one, wow factor, number two, and then number three was four or five. I think no particular order. There's no order to it. Okay. So, well, what I do want to ask you then, Akbar, is you also have seven steps of giving to build a seven-figure funnel. and Yeah, no, it's actually seven steps to build. Uh, well, it's kind of verbose. So it's seven steps to building a seven-figure empire of giving. Okay. And, and are those five that you mentioned part of the seven steps? You see that I call the anatomy of a seven figure funnel. Okay. That's actually one, only one of the seven steps. Okay. Um, can you share the other seven steps? Yeah, absolutely. So mindset offer funnels, which is the anatomy of a seven figure funnel. Uh, in other words, here, I'll, I'll say to this. So, the, so you want to build a seven figure businesses, which you need. Number one, this whole game is 90% mental. So you need to get your mindset right. Okay. That, that's first and foremost. Uh, not, put it to you this way, bro. I can give you right now a seven-figure business, pl uh, business plan that is absolutely going to work on a silver platter. You're not going to make a goddamn dime. Uh, excuse my language. You're not going to make a dime if you don't have the right mindset. If you, got, if, if you're, if you have a lot of mental trash going on, uh, you're not making a penny. Okay, so that's the first thing. Forget it. Everybody wants, oh, I want the TikTok, Mick, Mock, Rick, Rock. I want the latest tactic. I want the latest strategy. It's all garbage if you don't have a good mindset. It's all useless, like, like rain off a duck's back. It's, it's useless. Uh, so that's number one. Get your mind right. Number two, offer. You got to have an irresistible offer. It's got to be so good. Someone gets up in the middle of their favorite dinner and is ready to run up five flights of stairs to go get their wallet. Number three, Okay, now you got a good offer. Well, you got to put that in a funnel. And, you know, so the anatomy of a seven-figure funnel. So you got to have a good funnel, right? So now you got a good funnel. Well, you know, okay, you got a good funnel. Now what? No, what are you going to do? Hang it on your wall? You need to push traffic to it. You know what I'm saying? So then, you know, we've, we've uh, made seven figures organically. So we teach uh, seven-figure organic traffic strategies, right? Okay, so now you got traffic to your offer. Well, if it involves phone calls, how do you close people on the phone? 
So then we teach seven figure sales scripts. You know, how do you close people on the phone without actually selling? So we teach what's called the doctor method. You know, it's fascinating if aliens were to look, uh, uh, if aliens were to look at our planet, what they would see if they were to watch the experience of a patient and doctor is pretty fascinating guy, sick person or person with problem waits in an office then uh, goes to doctor's office. Then they wait for man in white coat. Then man in white coat asks questions uh, to the, to, to the person with the problem. Then man in white coat uh, gives a white piece of paper, gives a solution to the patient. Then the patient takes that white piece of paper, goes to the cash register without even asking any questions, uh, take, take, goes to the cash register and, and pays for it. That's the, the process of a doctor. Um, how would you like that sales process? Where yeah, actually, anybody would, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so that's exactly what we teach, how to do it that way. Okay. Uh, and if there's a reason doctors are some of the most highly paid people out there. Okay, so now once you sell people, and this is now something no one ever talks about. How the hell do you keep them? Because the reality is, bro, I, you fill up a room full of people right now, if you just walk around, if you talk to it, if you just, if, if you're selling whatever, and you just talk to a person one-on-one, and there's a room full of people. You talk to enough people, you're going to sell something. You're going to sell to somebody. People, people are buyers. The economy is pretty good. Uh, you know what I mean? You're going to sell. Okay, fine. How do you keep? That's how you can actually build an empire is by keeping people. Now, how do you keep people is a whole art that no one talks about. Everyone always just talks about sales, sales, sales. No one talks about how to keep them. And actually, do you know if you, if you retain 5%, you can profit up to 90% more in your business? Uh, yes, yes. It's, it's cost five times more money to uh, acquire a new customer as it does to keep an old customer. So then how do you keep? Okay. Then once you keep, where, where do you go from there? How do you grow to the next level? Then we teach you how do you launch like your own mastermind or how do you start throwing little, uh, how do you make six figures in a weekend with a small event? You know, things of this nature. Uh, we, then it's like the next step. So those are the seven steps to building a uh, seven-figure empire of giving. You also talk about building a seven-figure coaching business and funnels with no ad spend. Yeah, that's what it is. I mean, we've done it. Yeah, we've done it with no ad spend. You know how, like, I see so many people in the coaching business and any business, anybody that's offering services or similar to coaching, you know, they're like, oh, I've got to do, you know, the Facebook ads. That's just like part of the next step of uh, them doing it. But I do know people that are out there doing that with uh, just all organic. And so I'm curious, like, how do you tell somebody that, okay, you know, you've got something really awesome here. Maybe doing, doing ad spend is not the next step or a wise idea for you? It depends. Uh, to be honest with you, it depends. Um, organic traffic is beautiful. You see people just, you know what it is, man. People just have this mentality, this lottery mentality, right? Oh, I'm just going to pay someone and they're going to push some traffic and automatically I'm going to wake up and while I'm sleeping, money's going to come in my bank and I'm going to wake up to all these notifications, right? I mean, this, I mean, this happens, but this is, the the picture that's been painted in the marketplace. So people have this lottery mentality that I'm just going to, I hate this in the marketplace. People are just like, I'm just going to pay someone and then I'm going to have a great business. Like when in the history of time has that made any sense? The bottom line is this man, like the reality is like, if you really want to deepen the dive deep into the psychology of this, the internet 
historically speaking, is a, is a brand new concept. Meaning the internet didn't actually become popular until only about 13 years ago. And that's when the iPhone came out. The iPhone actually made the internet popular. And historically speaking, uh, when the camera first came out, uh, people went like this. You know, they put their fingers in a cross because they felt that um, the camera takes a part of your soul. Why did they think that? They just didn't know any better. It was a new technology. Just like the internet right now is a new technology. And people think it's some sort of weird, wild, wild west, some weird lottery system that, oh, if I just pay someone to build a funnel, or if I just pay someone to push over, I'm magically going to be a millionaire. You know, they, and, it's, and it's because of that. Okay. Of course, it's not true by any stretch of the imagination. And the reality is to win online, uh, you just you actually have to utilize the exact same principles as uh, an uh, as an, a successful offline business would do. What did I just tell you? I told you about mindset. You need that in an offline business. I told you about offer. You need to sell a good product offline. I told you about a funnel. A funnel could simply mean a store or a restaurant or something. You know, like all those restaurants that are filthy. You know what I mean? So same problems. Your freaking funnel or restaurant, which is the same thing, is filthy, right? Or, okay, then we talked about traffic. Well, same offline, you need traffic. Then we talked about sales. You need to, you need to train your salespeople offline. You know, it's all the same, bro. It's just, trans, uh, it's just transitioning it from offline to online. So, you know, people need to stop treating the online world like it's some mystical dragon. It's, it's a unicorn. It's not. It's, it's the exact same uh, concept as an offline business. It's just there's a lot more opportunity um, there's a lot more opportunity. I was going to say there's a lot more opportunity to scale, but I mean, the reality is, I mean, you got, you got plenty of billion dollar offline operations too. It's just a different mode to do business. And it's just a different environment to do business. And it is all it is really. I think it, I think it does allow a little bit more, uh, depending on the situation, perhaps a little bit more freedom. But I think a lot of people uh, are selling people on the idea that it's going to be easy on the internet. Would you agree? Well, yeah, those are, I mean, Look, I mean, it depends, right, bro? I mean, like I started my uh, business a few years ago with no money. My first client was $5,000, coaching client. Matter of fact, we got him a seven-figure trophy right here, my boy, Brian. Um, you know, listen, and, and I've even said this in some of my trainings. Okay, look, if you were to open even a candy store, bro, a localized candy store, um, that most of them go out of business. I mean, you're talking about inventory, deposits, uh, shelving, security cameras, uh, registers, equipment, uh, construction. I mean, you're talking about, it's going to cost you up, up, upwards of $50,000 to open a little candy store. You know, can you open an online business um, you know, at a fraction of that cost? Yeah, you can. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. One thing that I want to touch on is, is um, you, you talk also about the idea of competition being irrelevant. Mm. And earlier you mentioned that, you know, your competition is probably pretty bad. Like there's a good chance that the competition out there isn't great. So it's more important that you have your services set up in a great way. So people aren't um, going to your competition or going to, to you. So, so where does that idea come from? Because a lot of people, you know, I think, uh, see their competition and fears will come up or they'll say, you know, I'm not as good as my competition or uh, why do you say that it's irrelevant? Uh, you know, listen, it doesn't, 
people let that get in the way. Oh, that guy's selling his thing for eight ninety seven. Man, I'm gonna have to sell it for seven ninety seven, right? I mean, the the reality is, it doesn't matter what they're selling it for. That's them, you know. Um, it's all about the value, you know. I mean, it, it's just another excuse. When I joined Russell Brunson's mastermind, there was a form I had to fill out. And I said, who are your competitors? And I said, I'm sorry. I actually have no idea. I, I don't know. I never paid. I don't pay attention. And I'm not saying don't pay attention to them, although I didn't at the time. Now I do a little bit more just to learn from them, frankly, because I think we're a community and we can learn from each other. But um, it just doesn't matter what they're doing. Because I mean, look, I'll put it to this way, bro. Matter of fact, this just happened recently. A guy just bought from us and, oh man, who, he, he said I was about to buy from X and it was some big guru. But he said, honestly, bro, I relate more to you. And I've had people tell me the story that, hey, I could afford to work with anybody. I can work with Tony Rock, I can work with anybody. He says, the reason I want to work with you is because I relate to you. I like your methodology. I like the things that you talk about. I like your style. I relate to you. Uh, and that's again, why it's also important to be kind of vulnerable and, and expose yourself a little bit and let people know what you're about. People are just really not good at it, man. People are not very good at putting out content. It's interesting, man. The more and more I think about it, I should do some like workshop or something because I mean, we happen, I mean, everyone's good at something. We happen to be good at content. One of the things, and most people are just not, they, I, I take a look at the engagement on their social media profiles and they're very, very weak. They're very, very weak. It's like, couple of likes, two, three likes. I'm like, dude, this, you're totally wasting your time. Like, how are you putting out content all the time and getting like three likes? Like, can't, like the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again. And, and, you know, so yeah. So what do you think people are missing when it comes to content? Like, where are they going wrong? I think there's a couple of different things. Number one, what we teach is to have like uh, three honey buckets. So we talk about the same three things primarily, values, ethics, and you know, like uh, business stuff, right? Like ethical principles of persuasion or, you know, the kind of stuff we're talking about. Um, that's all I ever talk about. So that is a, a powerful combination. If I was, to, if I'm, if I'm to be myself and I'm to talk about like God and family and community and ethics and charity, and if I'm to talk about that stuff and mix that in with some really interesting value in a way which you've never heard about it before, um, that's a very powerful combination that builds like trust authority and then people buy from you. I think people do a bad job at teaching things in a unique manner. I think they do a bad job at exposing who they are. I think they're trying to be someone they're not. Um, I think they see someone jumping up and down like a monkey, like me sometimes on, on a Facebook live. And they think that, you know, they need to be that person. Um, no, you know, because the reality is I think a lot of people come out unauthentic I think a lot of people suffer from uh, consistency issues. Like one thing about me, bro, it's like rain or shine, broken, broken leg, non-broken leg, traveling, non-traveling, you know, whatever the situation is, I'm, I put out content every single day without fail, you know, and, and that's a commitment that you have to be, uh, that you, I mean, you have to be committed to that because consistency, people start trusting consistency. Like, dude, this guy's still here, man. All right, I might as well start listening to this guy. You know what I mean? Consistency builds trust. You know what I mean? Because it's not like, like you can't, like, what are you going to hear? Some guy like, man, this guy's been talking about this freaking seven-figure funnels for five years. She's still talking about, geez, all right, man, I, just, I might as well just listen at this point. You know what I mean? He's not, he doesn't seem like this guy's going anywhere. You know, what, what's he talking about? You know what I mean? Um, 
so so yeah i think those are a couple of the things how long does does it take for for consistency to to really sit in with people you, you would you say you know they say three to five years for a business uh, when producing content out um is there an average time or some sort of uh um expected result you know it's fascinating i was on i was on uh matter of fact we had a client join us today that or no this or recently that said that we've been following you since 2017 I spoke with a client of mine today. We had our mastermind call and she said that she had a client that had been listening on her list since 2017. So, I mean, you know, it's like you got to build that pipeline, right? I mean, you got to build that pipeline. Um, and, and as long as you're consistent, you know, a lot of people will be following you and it's just not the right time. And things, it's just not the right time. Not the, you know, it's the right time now. And that's, and that's, you know, that's one of my favorite things about being consistent is that pipeline that you build. Yeah, makes sense. What else do you think people are missing about funnels? I mean, you, we talked about your your five steps and the seven steps that you have. Do you think there's like you know, if you're going to eighty twenty the people the mistakes that people make out of uh, from their funnels, is there is there a common commonality for a lot of people out there that that you're like, oh, these people are missing this? Yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately, they're missing all they're missing the all entire. Of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, they're missing. Um, it's all, to be honest with you, bro, it's, it's primarily all bad. Like, I wish I could, like, the, there's no scarcity. The social proof's terrible. The messaging doesn't make any sense. It's not speaking to anybody. Um, there, is no, there is no wow factor. Uh, likable authority is meek. Um, as, here's the problem, bro. Here's the problem. For example's sake, most people are uh, gardeners, for example's sake, but... <laughs> Uh, they're trying to do the job of an electrician. Now, what's the problem with that? You're going to light that house on fire. That house is going to go on fire from bad electric work because you have no idea what the hell you're doing. An electrician has to go to school for a long time. It's, a, it's quite a skill. To become a master electrician is, is quite a skill. Um, and, and these things that are required to make a seven-figure phone, such as excellent copy, such as all this... It's like, it's like a movie, bro. You're not going to go, you know, you're not going to go, uh, go get your gardener to say, Hey bro, can you, can you write me the script? I'm coming up with a movie. And then in essence, that's what people are doing. I go, well, I'll give it a crack. What do you mean you give it a crack? That's like me going into the hospital and a dude needs heart surgery. Be like, Oh, I'll give it a crack. Like, what are you talking about? That's insanity. Like it, it requires such a, a particular honed in skill set to do things like writing copy. Um, that I think the problem is everyone's just trying to do everything on their own, which is um, ludicrous. Yeah, it's a good point. Now, um, back to that that uh, wow factor that we talk about and authority as well. We're interviewing 100 major influencers talking about how they oh, manage wow. their, their influence and um, how they manage their authority and do it in a responsible way. How do you manage the influence that you have and the authority that you have and make sure that it's putting out good, responsible messages to the world? It's, it's quickly becoming my least favorite thing to be, uh, yeah, to be like a face, to be the face of the company. It's quickly becoming my least favorite thing. I, I don't recommend it. If anyone's trying to become an influencer or whatever, or wants to be an influencer, once someone is in the public eye, it's a very, very, very interesting topic. There's a lot of illusions out there. Let me give you, let, let me give you an example. When's the last time you saw an influencer 
post and talk to you about uh, the, the, the bad month that they had. I don't think I've ever really seen that. I think there's some out there, but yeah. very few. Yeah. I mean, right? I'm sure there's one or two, right? But you know, you do see, Hey, I just had a six figure month. Hey, I just had this six figure day. Hey, that's what, that's, that's majority what you see, but there, which is really poisoning the people who are watching who think that, Oh man, if my business is not all rosy, like apparently these guys are, then I'm doing something. And in reality, it's not like none of these influencers, me or none of these guys, because I know a lot of them, none of them have a perfectly rosy. A lot of them have a lot of personal problems. Um, divorce, ugly divorces, kids are not talking to them. Um, uh, addiction problems. I mean, they, a lot of them have a lot of problems. Of course, they don't tell anybody about it or they're very quiet about it. They like to sweep it under the rug. Uh, of course, I'm not going to mention any names, but I mean, I have personal problems too. You know, we, everybody does, every human does, but, but, but the problem is they don't share it. So they give this illusion. Um, it, it's really this dangerous illusion of what an online business, what, a perceived value of what an online business is. So you're painting this pie in the sky illusion that doesn't actually exist. Um, and people are very uh, sweet and innocent. Um, and that's why we teach people, you know, like, because, you know, ethical principles of persuasion is basically mind control. So one of the things we teach people is like, dude, you know, you got to promise me like, yeah, like with this stuff, you can sell, if implemented properly, you can sell anything to anyone. But that doesn't mean that you should. As a matter of fact, you shouldn't. Uh, it's your responsibility now. With great power comes great responsibility. Um, so that's one of the things I don't like is that people, um, they put you on a pedestal. Um, they treat you differently, especially at like events and stuff. They'll come up to you and they'll want to take a selfie with you. It's also not good for the psyche of the influencer. Um, that, oh, I must be cool. All these people taking pictures of me or, oh, wow. You know, all these people ask me for advice and all. It's not good for the human ego. Um, I am a believer that a person should not have an ego and should try to be as humble as possible. Although, you know, the devil's always, uh, you see, the devil plays a lot in this. The, the let me tell you something. The devil, the devil loves this influencer culture, loves it because <laughs> what ends up happening is people start worshiping a form of worshiping these sort of influencers. Um, and the devil loves that because, you know, that takes you away from God, basically, uh, or, or in a sense. Um, so I, I don't like the influencer culture by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I lately, uh, I don't like it. Uh, I'm not a fan of it. I um, don't recommend anyone get into it. And I will not be in it for long. Um, myself, I, I um, you know, it was cool. It was fun. But it's, it's not good for society. Uh, let's talk about this like anybody that does anything substantial for the world uh, whether in business or whatever you know and makes makes things move is going to gain a significant amount of influence one way or the other like even if you're not like even if Gary V decides to take off some time uh, from you know being the face of the influence he's still going to be there and eventually people are going to want him to come back so they can learn from him right so like who who are some uh influencers that you either look up to or admire or you think they're handling it very well with the fame and influence that they have bro i put it to this one man i've seen a lot of good guys do bad things because of the corruption that comes with fame right like 
You've seen it, bro. You've seen it like in Hollywood, man. All those guys are, they are so, I mean, so many of them go through so many addiction problems, divorce problems, cheating problems, um, endless therapists. You've seen it. It's all fact. Of course. Um, who's handled it well? I, I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not like best, best friends. I mean, you'd have to be best, best friends with, with some influencers to really answer that question properly because we don't know what's happening behind the scenes for the most part. And none of my best friends are influencers. So I, um, I, I, I don't know who's handling it well. Yeah. That's a, it's a tough question and it's a tough situation. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think, again, you just don't know what's happening behind the scenes. Right. So I could say something like a big name, but I, I have no idea. I have no idea what they're doing. behind the scenes. I don't know. I have no idea. Are they, are they beating up their wife? Are they beating up their husband? I have, I have no idea. Yeah, are they going through depression or, you know, like Robin Williams is a good example that exactly. we probably all thought he was the happiest man alive and then, you know, turns out he was suffering through depression. So yeah. fair, fair enough. It's a challenge in itself that we all have to figure out. Um, Akbar, man, uh, I know we need to wrap up here and I want to say thank you for coming on the show. Any other tips about funnels uh, or influence that you want to leave for the listeners? Listen, you just go to my name. Uh, or actually go to, well, yeah, just go to my name.com. It's akbarshik.com, A-K-B-A-R-S-H-E-I-K-H.com. You'll probably forget that spell, so just Google it. It'll pop up. But <laughs> I should probably come up with like an easy URL for everyone be like the, the funnel guy.com or something. You know what I mean? But <laughs> yeah. that's, that's poor marketing on my part. Yeah, and he also, he also has a free book out there, free best-selling book too. Yeah. And... Yeah, I want to say thanks for coming on the show, man. It's always good. Like funnels are one of those things that I, I'm constantly learning more about and I think are absolutely fascinating. And I've seen people with solid funnels and it's amazing how smooth their business works. So we really appreciate you giving um, your tips and tricks. So thank you, my friend. Man, thanks for having me, man. I, I hope it was of some use. And, and honestly, out of everything, to be totally honest with you, out of everything we, you know, out of all the seven steps we talked about, out of all the funnel steps and all this and that, um, you know, then my number one secret to success has always has never been some, you know, Facebook algorithm or some content strategy or, or, or funnel hack. It's always been giving. That's it. You know, it's like when you have, you know, you always have like a bad month or, you know, that's regular in business. You know, it's funny, like people like, well, let's go make another offer. Let's go do a webinar. Let's go do an event. Let's go do something. I write a check to a charity organization um, because you cannot lose. You can never go poor by giving. Um, your blessings will only increase. You have to have the right intentions and, and there's a little bit more to it, but uh, well, primarily just intentions. Um, but you can never go poor by giving. Um, and by the way, if you don't have any money, that doesn't mean you don't give. That simply means you give time. And if you don't have time, then you simply uh, give a gesture like, hugging your mom for example's sake or something of that nature. Um, so we can all give and there's a big mis mis a very large misconception. And I talk a lot about this on my Ted talk, my TEDx talk. Um, that, that was the topic of my talk. Uh, there's this very big misconception when I make it, the, the, a lot of people say this, when I make it big, then I'll give. And my argument is in, in order to make it big, you need to give. So giving should start day one. And uh, hopefully I gave you guys some value today. And uh, in return, you'll, you'll give me your, uh, uh, your attention on my, uh, on, on my training. 
you see how reciprocity works, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. You did give give us today, uh, give gave to us today, man. I really appreciate it. And uh, listeners, check out what Ekbar has going on. Like, um, if you're wanting to improve your funnels, just 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 check out his website. Like, he's got a good website. He's got good content out Thanks, there. Man. And. Uh, and you can learn more about how you can grow your business. So thanks again, Akbar. Um, we're going to wrap up there. Listeners, thank you guys for tuning in once again. And we'll see you on the next episode. Goodbye, everybody. Hey, listeners, thanks for joining us once again. We wanted to remind you about our high-performance productivity coaching and our five, six, seven, and eight-figure private masterminds. These are all designed for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs to help you scale rapidly and grow. Check out all the details at thebusinessmethod.com. That's thebusinessmethod.com. And we'll see you all on the next episode.